Hi there, it's Mike, and welcome to Stepping Forward, my journey to recovery through Al-Anon. This is the second episode of this podcast, which is going to focus on step one, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Thanks for joining me today. I actually did two podcasts today the introduction earlier today and then put that online and then I uh, started to work on recording this one and I have had all kinds of technical issues so hopefully I've got everything working again I almost stopped and said you know what that's enough for one day but I said no I've got to push through and things kind of fell into place so I was looking for a, a sign of some sort and I guess I found it so I'm very happy about that glad that you're able to join me uh, here. Um, hopefully you've listened to the introduction. If you haven't, I'd listen to that first so you have an understanding, a little background of why we're here today and why we're doing what we're doing. So, or why I'm doing what we're doing, what I'm doing, because uh, it's just me. It's just me. So today we're going to focus on, in this podcast, step one. Uh, and step one, <laughs> I remember when... Um, the alcoholic in my life was starting recovery and how I remember that person saying, wow, the first step is really a huge one. And I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but at the same time, I'm excited. I feel the same way. It was very eye-opening. It's very uh, revealing. It scares me a lot. Um, but as I work through the step before this episode, I, I understand myself a lot better now. I'm not fixed in any way, shape, or form, but I feel a lot better with the way things are. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be okay as we discuss the steps. So let's go ahead and uh, get some things through. You know, and again, I apologize. I get a little nervous, uh, a little emotional, and I did right before we started this. Um, Again, I am not a licensed mental health counselor. I'm not a health counselor. I'm not a counselor. I'm an old 50-year-old comic, former teacher, um, kind of been through a lot of things. And uh, here I am today finding out that um, I'm a, I've got some issues. I've got some problems. And the whole reason why I'm doing this again is... Uh, I'm not employed by Al-Anon. I am not a spokesman for Al-Anon. I am just finding that their program is extremely helpful to me. So I'm hoping by sharing my steps, sharing this journey called Stepping Forward, that I can at least, as I help myself, maybe help one other person out there. Thank you to those who've listened to the first episode. I thank you very much for that. Um, some of you reached out to me, and that means a lot. And I hope that even if you're not struggling, you are listening and supporting, and I very much appreciate that. Uh, if you, I kind of covered this before, you're used to, um, and i got to pull my notes over here. Like I said, I was dealing with a technical issue. Hold on, sorry. Dealing with a technical issue earlier, and I had to move some things around, so <laughs> I should have made sure I had everything where it was before I started, but eh, here we are. Um, if you listen to the intro, um, you're probably used to how Alcoholics Anonymous works, and Al-Anon's a little bit different. Um, Al-Anon is for families of those who struggle with alcoholism because we struggle with the disease of alcoholism as well. And you're probably used to the movies or maybe your own experiences where you know you have the 
hi, my name is you know Joe, and I'm an alcoholic. And everybody looks around at Joe and says, hi, Joe. And then they share their story. And it's similar in Al-Anon, but it's different because, um, you know, we don't, in most cases, myself, I can just speak for myself, I don't have a drinking problem. Alcohol is not my, well, it's my disease because I am attracted to people who abuse substances like alcohol uh, and family members as well and, and all that fun stuff. And, um, you know, I've been around alcohol my whole life since I was a little kid. I remember, you know, my grandparents drinking. I remember sitting by their pool and, you know, they put a beer in my hand and at, you know, two years old, because that, that was the 70s back then. It was okay, you know, you know, give me a sip of beer. So I, I'm, I remember those memories. I see pictures of those memories. So I've been around alcohol my whole life. And... For me, I don't have to drink. I never really had to drink. I can drink lightly. Um, I do go overboard from time to time, very rarely, but I do it. In fact, that's the whole reason why we're here is <laughs> because I went overboard and I triggered um, my partner. And uh, that's why I do this podcast here in a half-empty condo because I'm getting ready to move out and she's already gone. So, And uh, that, that is what it is. Um, so at this point, I'm just working on me. This podcast is not about the alcoholic. It's about me. Um, this, I, I very rarely will even discuss the alcoholic. I may discuss the behaviors, but I will, uh, you know, the, the, I will always love the alcoholic. I will always love the alcoholic. I am pained that I've hurt the alcoholic. Uh, I'm pained that I've hurt the person. Um, that person is very dear, um, and it, and has done a great job in their recovery and I just didn't support them as well as I should have. So this is not going to be about the alcoholic. Um, it's going to be about me. I need to work on me. And the first step is really the crux of everything. So let's get started because I don't like to go. I only want to keep these podcasts to about 25 minutes or so. So. We're focusing on step one, or I am focusing on step one. I don't know why we're here. There's nobody else here. It's just me and you, and I appreciate you listening. Step one is we admitted we are powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. And that's hard because, again, I can drink and walk away. I can have a drink, sip on it all night long, and be fine. Um, and I can go to bars and not drink. I was at a bar last night for a, a football game. And I drank soda all night long. I was surrounded by people drinking beer. And I don't have that problem. I don't, but I know the alcoholic does. I know the alcoholic struggles with that. And uh, I know that even better now because, um, you know, I, I didn't listen very well to the alcoholic. And I, and I realized that is my fault. Um, and it's led me down this path to recovery myself because... Whereas the alcoholic can say, hi, my name is Joe and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I cannot say that. But what I can say is, hi, my name is Mike and I am addicted to controlling behaviors. I'm addicted to codependency. I'm addicted to the effects of alcoholism because I keep getting drawn to it. And I am powerless over alcohol. And in Al-Anon, each of our lives have been devastated by someone else's drinking, and we can't change that fact. 
Uh, and I'm reading here from How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics, and I, lo I love this paragraph. We have been profoundly affected by the disease of alcoholism. Its effects continue to permeate our lives, nor can we change the behavior or the attitudes of those around us. We can't even put a stop to the drinking. We are powerless over alcohol. As long as we persist in the delusion that we can control or cure alcoholism, and there's my struggle, control. As long as we persist in the delusion that we can control or cure alcoholism, its symptoms or its effects, we continue to fight a battle we cannot win. And that hit me hard because that's been my problem. I want to control everything. I want to control the alcoholic. I want to control the behavior. I want to control the effects. I want to control the symptoms. And that's a battle I can't win. Our self-esteem suffers. <laughs> Boy, is that... I may, and there's so many people who go, but you're so confident out there. No, I, I'm not confident at all. My self-esteem has always been an issue. Our relationships suffer. This is now, I, I'm single for the first time in seven years. And this is the, uh, the umpteenth relationship that I have ruined with my behavior. And it's this control issue, this codependency issue. I've been married twice. This was my longest relationship that didn't involve marriage. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't do well. I didn't do well at all. And I wish I, I wish I could go back, but I can't. That's why it's called stepping forward. I wish I could change my behaviors. Perhaps we wouldn't be in this position. And maybe down the road there's reconciliation. I don't know. Right now i got to focus on me. I have to focus on me. That's all I can do. So our self-esteem suffers, our relationships suffer, and our ability to enjoy life suffers. All of our energy is wasted on a hopeless endeavor until there is nothing left over for attending to our own needs. Our lives have become unmanageable. Whether or not we live with active drinking, and I haven't for the last two years, life is unmanageable whenever we lose perspective about what is and is not our responsibility. We take offense at actions that have nothing to do with us, or we intervene where it is inappropriate and neglect our legitimate obligations to ourselves and others. Our misplaced concern for others becomes intrusive. Boy, these hurt, but that's true. Our misplaced concern for others become intrusive, meddling, resented, and doomed to failure. Instead of helping those we care about, we demonstrate a lack of respect for them and create discord in our own relationships. And in my case the end of my relationships. And that st strikes a chord. That strikes a huge chord. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts something fierce. And I've read that passage more times than I care to admit, and I realize, wow, that's, uh, yeah, that's me to a T, and that's why I'm in the position that I'm in, and that's why I'm getting help, getting therapy, and working my 12 steps. So there's a book called Paths to Recovery, Al-Anon Steps, Traditions, and Concepts that I'm working in as part of my 12 steps. And, of course, you have to have the handy-dandy workbook that goes with it. So I answered the questions, about 25 of them, I think. I'm not going to go over all of them, but I'm going to hit some of them, and some of my thoughts and some of my, my feelings, and uh, we'll go from there. And, again, I just hope that this helps others. It helped me a lot. 
<laughs> it gave me a big reality check. That's what it did. It gave me a huge reality check. I mean, <laughs> right now I've got this feeling of, as I process these, elation, but at the same time, just sadness because I was like, wow, I, I, I wish I had realized this before. I've only been in Al-Anon a couple of months and really just digging deep now in the last few weeks. And uh, I'm just hopeful that maybe I can save somebody the pain that I'm going through right now by listening to me today and, uh, and sharing with you and hoping something good happens in your life and something good is going to happen in my life. So I'm going to go through some of these and share my thoughts and share my feelings. Um, do I accept that I cannot control another person's drinking? Yeah, I do accept that. I didn't before. Can I control another person's behavior? No, I can't. But I tried. I wanted to. I wanted to because of embarrassment, hurt, anger, resentment. I spent too much time trying to control. I tried to make that person be what I wanted that person to be, not who she was. Not who she deserved to be because I was afraid of getting hurt. And that's on me. I can only control my behavior. I can only control my drinking. And I need to support those who deal with the disease of alcoholism in the future, whether it's that person or another person or other people. So that if I'm supporting her, she can be the amazing person that she is meant to be. And she is. And those people are. But I control. And that's my addiction. And that's a hard pill to swallow. How do I recognize that the alcoholic is an individual with habits, characteristics, and ways of reacting to daily happenings that are different from mine? I need to listen. I need to, to observe. Not just control. I need to understand what I'm hearing when they talk to me. I need to be compassionate. I need to respect their feelings. I need to be just an ear. Instead of trying to fix it. Instead of trying to control it. I just need to listen. Do I accept that alcohol is a disease? Yeah, I absolutely do. I've seen the disease. I didn't realize how much it was affecting me, but I've seen the disease up close for many, many, many years. And I realize, how does that change how I have to deal with a drinker? I need to be more compassionate. I need to support them. Let them live their life. They can do their steps if they choose to. I can detach with love and forgiveness. I need to be a friend. And if I'm in a, in a lover position, a lover, a partner who supports, loves, and cherishes. And let that person live their life the way they want to live their life. Have I tried to change others in my life? Well, I've ruined relationships with my poor reactions. <laughs> my poor decisions, my poor actions, reactions. I've lost the love of my life. <laughs> I've lost my person. I've been angry. I've been negative. I've been manipulative. I've created nightmares for that person. And... In doing so, I've created a nightmare for myself at the same time. And that's hard. I've manipulated, I've coerced, 
I've not been honest. I was asked once, do you think that we're in a codependent relationship? No, no, we're not. Yeah, we, yeah, we were. We are. I need to simply ask. I need to share. To show what I would like. Instead of trying to manipulate the situation. To get my needs met, I need to share. I need to say, hey, I, I need this. Hey, I desire this. Hey, I want this. I need to simply communicate and show love. And show love in return. I like this. Uh, well, I don't like this, but I, I like this question. How do I feel when the alcoholic refuses to be and do what I want? How do I respond? Um, this is a huge reflection. So I guess the question is very valid. I shouldn't say I like it. It's just very valid. It struck a nerve. It struck a tone with me. I feel hurt and angry. And that's on me. I feel regret for being forgiving when she asked for another chance. And she did. And I have, instead of being okay, forgiving and, forg- and and detaching with love and forgiveness, I had some 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 hurt from that because I was like, you know what? What about me? I responded poorly when I should have been more supportive. I hope that all makes sense. If I stopped trying to change the alcoholic or anyone else, I'd be happier. I'd focus on changing myself, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm focusing on changing myself and changing my poor behavior, my poor reactions and my poor actions and reactions and all that. How do I let go of others' problems instead of trying to solve them? Just listen to them. Show them compassion. They can figure things out. I can figure things out for myself, and I haven't been doing that. I expect the other person to fix the problems. I need to fix my own issues. Let them fix theirs. And if there are issues, let us fix them together. Give up control. I love, I've got this underlined so many times. Give up control. Give it up to my higher power. Just give it up. Sometimes there are hills that aren't worth fighting you know, and dying on. But yet I fought and died on every hill. I couldn't give up control. Am I looking for a quick fix to my problems? Yeah, I am. <laughs> first, first to admit it. I always am. There's got to be a quick fix, and there's no quick fix. I've got to work hard on myself every day. This journey now starts every day for the rest of my life. Every single day for the rest of my life. That's a hard pill to swallow. In what situation did I feel excessively responsible for the other person the other or other people when they would drink too much, when they were angry, when they were upset with me, when they were spiraling out of control? I felt responsible for that, and I need to let that person deal with the issues themselves. In what situation do I feel shame or embarrassment? Well, when it made us look bad to others. When it was over the top, when uh, it brings me to a bad place. So what brought me into Al-Anon? My person suggested I should go. I didn't even know about it. I didn't know what to expect. I thought you just went there and you, and you complained about the alcoholic and you vented. And maybe I did that for the first couple of meetings. 
now that I've really gotten into it and I really listen and I, I read and everything, I realize it's a place for me to go, not the vent, but to realize I have to work on myself, that I have to detach with love and forgiveness and focus on me and my issues and my problems. I need to support myself first, then support the alcoholic. Love myself first, love, love the alcoholic. And I've been missing that whole point the whole time. Who has expressed concern about my, my behavior? Oh, well, obviously. That person did. And I scared her. I scared her with my behavior. I tried uh, to, to I, I, I triggered her. I made her life a living nightmare, and I heard that on many occasions. And I hate that I made her life a living nightmare. I yell. I talked about this in the intro. I yell. And I should be whispering. I should be just talking and whispering to be heard. Sharing my feelings, not yelling. That's a trigger for me and it triggered her. I show anger. I get intimidating. I, I manipulate. I do a whole bunch of things. And I need to stop. Give up control. Talk with a whisper. How do I know my life is unmanageable? I feel lost. I feel alone. I'm depressed. I feel isolated. I, I hurt. My head hurts. I get angry easily. I want to run away and hide. I can't see a positive end result. I feel hopelessness. My life becomes unmanageable. How do I feel when I'm alone? I feel depressed, sad, withdrawn, like there's a cloud hanging over me, and I'm going to be living alone for a long time. I move in, I'm living alone now. I, I move into my own place at the end of September, 1st of October. I'll be living alone. So I have to learn to not feel these feelings as I go through recovery, to be happy again, to find myself, and then let everything else fall where it may. I want to please others before myself, and I need to change that. I beat myself up a lot. I feel like I'm never good enough, even when life is great. I wait for that other shoe to drop. How do I feel when life is going smoothly? I feel good, but again, I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. I wonder when that feeling, that good feeling is going to end instead of just enjoying that feeling. I need to enjoy the moment. Am I attracted to alcoholics? And other people who seem to need me to fix them. And how have I tried to fix them? Yes, I do. And I realized this. I realized this in the meeting a few weeks ago. There was another person who shared that. I went, oh, my God, that is me. That is me. It's a vibe. Someone who abuses substances is a vibe to me that I seem to hover to. I, and then I try to control the situation. And I need to lean to learn to love the alcoholic and their faults and let them handle their stuff. I need to take it easy and I need to detach with love and forgiveness. I need to stop resenting. That was the word I couldn't find earlier. <laughs> I resented a lot because that person was getting accolades, accolades for successful sobriety and I was 
dealing with the pain of being the other person. And I resented that. And that resentment turns to anger. And I got to let that go. Do I trust my own feelings? Yeah, I've had a hard time trusting my own feelings. And I need to trust my feelings. And when I'm feeling sadness, grief, abandoned, I need to change that feeling. And I need to be okay. I need to be all right with myself. So those were some of the answers to some of the questions that I dealt with this week. Boy, it's sobering, for lack of a better term. I like this couple passages from this book. I'll share. How can we help an alcoholic? In Al-Anon, we learn to accept the things we cannot change, the alcoholic, and change the things we can ourselves. And I miss that message. I miss that badly, poorly. I didn't cause this. I can't control it, and I can't change it. But I can change myself. So I need to accept the things I cannot change, the alcoholic, and change the things that I can myself. To recover, we have to learn to keep the focus on ourselves. And by letting go of the illusion of control over other people, their actions, and their addiction to alcohol, we find an enormous burden is lifted. And we begin to discover the freedom and the power we do possess. The power to define and live our own lives. Unmanageability lessened. And this is very true because this has been my last few weeks. I'm still grieving. I'm still hurting. But that unmanageability, that feeling of unmanageability, big words are hard, that has softened, that has lessened. And I have started to see the path to my own recovery. Step one is the true beginning of our path to recovery and my path. Step one reminds us of our proper relationship with others. We are powerless over them. It places us in the correct relationship with ourselves. When we try to control others, we lose the ability to manage our own lives. And boy, that is very true. That is very true. One last thing I want to share before I call it a day is this. And I wrote this in my happy journal. And while we're at it, let me just go ahead and start my little wrap up here. So give me a second here. Let's uh, hit some buttons here. I like this music. Maybe. Oh, that's right. I'm on another computer. There we go. All right. Sorry. Still learning a lot. I had some tech stuff. But let's wrap up with this. By process of elimination, I discovered what I'm not powerless over, myself. I am responsible for me. I am not responsible for another person's happiness, nor are they responsible for mine. I know that no one else can control my emotions. No one else can make me angry, sad, happy, or anything else without me giving them permission to do so. My feelings are my own. Today that I understand I am powerless over alcohol and that my life is unmanageable. I know with the help of Al-Anon and my higher power, my life is becoming more manageable. I'm Mike. And my life 
is my own. I'm addicted to controlling. I'm addicted to codependency. I'm addicted to the effects of alcoholism. However, I also understand and accept that I'm powerless over alcohol, that my life has become unmanageable. But working on myself, that unmanageability will lessen. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for listening. If you need help, reach out. I'll point you in the right direction. I'm not a counselor, but I can point you in the right direction. Because I've been pointing in the right direction. I appreciate you being here. I'll see you next time. Stepping forward. I'm Mike.